Well, it's round 14. We're here for the Sportsbet podcast again. Nathan Brown, Matthew Richardson, it's just the two of us, Batman and Robin, the dynamic duo. Hummer is still away. He's probably going to get murdered at some point in Russia, although saying that, um, if he does, I'm going to feel pretty bad about it. But this is round 14 Sportsbet AFL podcast. Thanks for joining us again, Richo. Good to have you here. Great to be here. Now, can you believe it's round 14 already? It's flying. Yeah, it's flying by. But uh, Feels yeah. like just yesterday that Adelaide uh, lost to Western in, in round one. I oh, know. Plenty to play out, though, on this season still. But, yeah, good to be here, Nato. How are you? Not bad. Have you enjoyed the World Cup? I have. The thing I like about uh, the World Cup is when you see the best players on the big stage and Cristiano Ronaldo. How good was it? He has shown why he's regarded as probably the best player nearly of all time. Maybe Messi's got a, an argument there, but four goals in two games, he's been unbelievable. And the highest scorer ever in European football too, yeah. and Diego Costa's goals. His first couple of goals were easy. I mean, he had the penalty yeah. and then the yeah. keeper stuff went up. But when that free kick curled in, in the biggest stage of the game, when they're 3-2, down and they need it. That's extraordinary stuff. Yeah, he is uh, outstanding. That free kick, it, uh, the skill that that takes to bend it round walls and put it into the back net. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. What I've been able to see of it, it's been a bit of a debacle, hasn't it, with the uh, with the streaming on Optus. They've finally sorted that out. Looking, yeah, forward, looking forward to watching the Aussies tonight. Now, just on the World Cup, Nathan, mm. last week uh, you were launching the World Cup on the footy show for, we were. for Sports for Bet. Sports bet. And I, I like the idea of you getting on there and giving the odds for the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing you probably shouldn't have done, mate, is uh, go out there without your top on, dressed up as Vladimir Putin. Vladimir's actually in good nick. From what I saw of you on Thursday. I, I, I got not, a couple of comments that I was in okay, Nick. You look like you've been in a good paddock, mate. Now, Let's be honest. Sportsbet came over with this idea, so I thought it was a good idea. We like to be different. We like to be fun. Going on national TV with your top off. Now, my wife, as you know, was in New York yeah, all last she week. So she would have stopped you if she had been here. She would have. And I got a text message from her because somebody obviously told her or sent yeah. her the package in New York. And she texts me. She goes, I'm away for three days and you make a complete fool of yourself. You did. Don't do anything anything else until I get home. You did, Nathan. And we have a little WhatsApp group with some of our old uh, Richmond teammates, some of our old mates. And of course, that made the WhatsApp group pretty quickly when <laughs> you uh, went out without your top on. And one of the fe- one of the bits of feedback you received was from Ben Harrison, a mate of ours, was that, Nathan, you would do anything for money. And <laughs> after seeing that, I think you would. That was outrageous stuff. Mate, just ease it back a bit, because I've noticed <laughs> something about you recently. What's and that? You've turned into a bit of a Twitter nuffy. You I have, see I? these nuffies on Twitter that respond to everything. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay not to sit at home on your phone and tweet and reply to people. You turn, I'm not you, as bad you, as you're turning into a bit of a roco. Oh, no. <laughs> I might start calling you Rico. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. I think I went too far. Well, you, you tweeted the other night. You did some big in depth thing, and yeah. you got your spelling wrong, man. I know. You spelt insight wrong. I know. Which some of the punters picked you up on. They did. Which I found funny. It's sort of, if you don't get the spelling right, it sort of takes away from the big in-depth comment I was trying to make, doesn't it? It does. I'll admit I got that wrong. And then there's some other things, like you've, you've, you've retweeted... Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Retweet Ricky Gervais. He drops the C-bomb in this tweet, and you're retweeting but this. But what, what was the Hopefully tweet Hopefully the about? excitement of murdering a beautiful creature caused that fat C to have a heart attack. Mate. You can't retweet that, that really sort of stuff affects, for being who no, you are. 
that affects me, that lion being killed, and I wanted the message to get out there. It shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be able to go to Africa and shoot those beautiful animals. I wanted everyone to know about it. <laughs> and then you've got the vitriol on it. Did you look up in the dictionary and I find did. a word like vitriol? I, I, I checked the meaning of it and then I triple-checked the spelling. It's completely over the top. Yeah, he exaggerated the push. I did it when I played. You always bring it back to you somehow in your tweets, which is extraordinary. 95% of players. But the one I loved Righto. is Mark Stevens from uh, – you work with him at Channel 7. He's a good bloke, Stephen. I still think old mate Matt Richo is right. Goal kicking slip when post went high, optical illusion. Yeah, that's right. And then right. You've, you've responded spot on, Steve-O. Yeah. This isn't your spot to, to, to respond. He is complimenting you, right? You brought it back again. You've double complimented yourself. He has said, I think old mate Matt Richo is right. This is one where you sit on the couch and you go, that's a nice tweet from Steve-O. Okay. I think- you've responded spot on, Steve-O, so everybody could see that you think your, I, your views – one more. No, you've no actually more, re, You've actually retweeted <laughs> the AFL's tweet of what's your favourite mo- moment. They do a fantastic five yeah, uh, freakish insight. I retweeted insight. myself, did you I? You retweeted your own highlights. <laughs> you know what I've got? I've got rele- a relevance disorder, haven't I? I've lost it. Anyway, irrelevance, uh, I've turned into it. Hey, mate, I want to move on to something else. The competition committee meets today, the rules committee. They're going to try and reinvent the wheel with the game. All the time they, they do. They always do. It, it really gets up my nose a little bit. Leave the game alone. I know there's some issues but uh, I just think they should be very careful what they do. And it makes me think of my old man, right? The bull. The bull. Oh, uh, I love this story. He was a traditionalist, a real traditionalist. He would not like all this talk about changing rules and putting zones into place. and Protected areas. Yeah, he he wouldn't like this because he was a man that just wanted the game to be left alone. And one thing he could just never get his head around, Dad, was when they picked the team in the paper on on a Friday morning. The Herald Sun. I'd go and visit him in his last few years. For the age. Yeah. In his last few years, he was in a home in, in Blackburn, and I'd get out and visit him on Friday, and we'd talk about the footy. And to a man, every single Friday, I know that I would walk in there, and he'd look at me, and he'd be reading. He'd been reading the teams in the paper, you know, full, you know, <laughs> back pocket, full back, back pocket. You got Darren Gasper, you got yeah. Chris Hyde in the back yeah. pocket, maybe Big yeah. Babbitt, Ray Hall, yeah. centre half back. And he'd get uh, he'd get to the half forward line, and I'd be mentioned on on a half forward flank. And he'd go, why have they named you on a half-forward flank? And I'd say, Dad, it doesn't matter where they've named me in the paper. I'll be playing, I'll be playing centre-half-forward. It really doesn't matter. He couldn't get his head around that they didn't name the team exactly how you would appear. And you would have been centre-half-forward. Yeah. He just couldn't get his head around it every single week. I'd get there another day. He'd go, why is Deledio in the back pocket? I'd go, Dad, <laughs> trust me, he won't be playing in the back pocket. They just they play a few funny buggers with selection. He hated it, Dad. So it makes me think of him, all these changes. He just wanted the team to be named exactly how it appeared when you went out there on Saturday afternoon. Oh, it made, the it made me laugh. The Bless old his boy. heart, the Yeah, ball. rest in peace. Hey, everybody's bagging footy how bad footy is at the moment. But highlight for round 12 from me, yeah. um, there wasn't a great amount of games on, and this round doesn't look great either, but I thought the Dockers' young players, yeah. and they only played Carlton, but there'd be 11 goals up. Ross Lyon has refused to play young players so far. Yeah. All of a sudden, he feel, he's bit the bullet. They're the younger side in the competition, yeah. and they, they played great footy. And they've so, got some talent, haven't they? And they've been under pump. Ross Lyon's been under the pump. So for him to go, okay, I'm cutting the cord here for the old players, I'm going to play the younger players, um, and they responded. Yeah. Big ticks. He's got some talent there, hasn't mm. he? Young Chera, Adam Chera, Brayshaw's going to be a star. Brennan. 
Brennan Cox. Yeah, Brennan Cox is starting to Chera's show up. going to be a star, yeah. yeah. He just has to play them now, and it looks like he's bitten the bullet. That was a good win. My highlight of the round was uh, Sunday afternoon, Richmond and Geelong. It was a ripper, wasn't it? It just shows you if you get two good teams playing a competitive brand of footy, the game's still great. Yeah. I know we get some ordinary games, but when the top teams play, and the fact that it was a little bit wet, it actually it, it made it a bit more of an old-school game, just a real contest. The ball and, moved quickly, though. Yeah, it did This is the times. thing, the difference. It wasn't high scoring, but the ball moved from end to end quite quickly, and it yeah. was exciting. Yeah. But then big moments where a player had to stop a ball like Rance or someone yeah. would do something spectacular or Cochin or up the other end. Tommy Hawkins is very yeah. good early. Yeah. The ball moved around quickly, whereas you watch poor games at the moment and yeah. the ball moves slowly, sideways, yeah. backwards, and there's no movement. So, um, yeah, good good footy size. Yeah, that was the highlight for me. So once the, once the good teams get together, you know, it's going to be a good end. I think the finals will be fantastic. It's just a bit of a shame we've got some ordinary games in between. But once the good teams meet, it's still a good game and we, we need to look at the positives and not the negatives all the time. So that was my highlight. Hey, we kick off with the Bombers up against the West Coast Eagles tonight. The West Coast have been $1.20 to $1.24. you got no... Kennedy, no darling, obviously. So they're two main. Uh, the Bombers are 450 into 420. The line's gone from 30 and a half to 26 and a half. Do you give the Bombers any chance with those two players out? Well, you have to You have to have a look at them now, don't you? Without Kennedy and darling, they're two big key forwards. You know, that, that brings it back a little bit closer. But look, I just think at Optus Stadium, the home ground advantage. Essendon uh, lost over there earlier this year to the Fremantle Dockers. I'm not sure they can get the job done. I think the, I think the Eagles at home will still be too strong. I think their system will stand up and they'll find some goal scorers uh, inside 50. They might even have to put McGovern forward they at might. times. Yeah, he can kick goals. He can take marks. So, look, I'd still be going the Eagles in this one. The, if Essendon play their very best football, they might be able to push them, but I think the Eagles will win. And the good thing about sides like West Coast, because you know they're going to dominate the midfield. Um, obviously Kennedy and Darling don't do anything in the midfield. So they're going to get enough ball yeah, in. Exactly. Right? And it gives an opportunity to, I guess, as you said, McGovern to play full forward. It might give an option, uh, an opportunity to Waterman to play yeah. out of the goal square. Yeah. Or it might give Liam Ryan extraordinary space. So one of these guys with the amount of ball coming in, oh, he needs an opportunity. They might kick five or six, one of yeah. those guys. And So but, that for that reason, I think West Coast game, doesn't matter who plays full forward or centre forward, I think they get the job done. No, this system will still stack up. They'll still get it in there and, and you know, I think I think they have the ability to still get a score on the board. So, yeah, I'd be sticking with the Eagles here, Nato. Uh, probably the the game of the round is Friday night. Port Adelaide, who beat Richmond a couple of weeks back, playing against Melbourne, who played the Pies, didn't play that well. Then uh, they're $2.40, the Demons, $1.58 Port Adelaide. And I'm going to back the Demons here. I backed them at two fifty just because I think... Is that a bit long? Geez, that seems long. It's a big, big odds. Yeah. They played one poor game against uh, Collingwood, which, you know, any side can do. Port Adelaide three weeks ago against Hawthorne were pretty ordinary for yeah. three quarters. So it can happen. Now, the Demons are a fast-scoring side. So with sports bet, you go 24 up, you win. So it's not exactly that you need Melbourne to win. You just need them to go right. 24 points up. So that's the bet I've taken uh, for our punt club. Melbourne at $2.50, so it's going to be a good game, though. Yeah, really, really big game. Two very good contested ball teams in the midfield. Ollie Wines re-signing that. Port fans will be happy about that. He is an absolute bull in the midfield. Melbourne's midfield, great contested ball team as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to that battle. They Mel- play Adelaide Oval really well, even when yeah. they've been poor Melbourne in the last couple of years. Yeah, they do. And But 
the thing with Melbourne is Friday night footy, the, the big stage, they have to get the job done. They lost Anzac Day Eve against Richmond, got blown away late. That was a big game. They lost Queen's Birthday to Collingwood, another huge stage. They have to win one of these before uh, before September. They are going to play finals, but they need to win yeah. one of these big games uh, before September. Look, I, I think I'll st- stick with Port at home. I, I hear your argument there at 250 for Melbourne, but uh, I think the home team, I'm just going to stick with Port. They're looking in good form. The line's 10 and a half at the moment. Uh, teams haven't been announced yet, but do you play Jack Watts? Uh, I thought they looked all right last week. Oh, I'd be surprised if he comes straight back in. They might make him uh, earn it a little bit longer in the twos there at the SNFL. Hawthorne Gold Coast looks like being a belting to Hawthorne, who were really good against Adelaide last week. A dollar oh five, the Hawks up against Gold Coast ten fifty. Do you give? I don't know. I don't give them any hope, and I think uh, Hawthorne probably should win by maybe ten goals. <sighs> It's hard to uh, it's hard to give any love to the Gold Coast since they have scored two points it's in their last four last quarters. That is unbelievable. They just stop at three quarter time. They got themselves into a good position against St Kilda. How they lost that game, I've got no idea. It has to be a mental thing. Look, Hawthorne are a well organised team. Their uh, their result over the Crows last Saturday night they were clinical. Gee, they mm. defend they defend the ground so well. So well coached, and yeah, look, this one here is a pretty easy one. Gunston isn't it? and Sicily look great at centre half back. How half good back. Sicily? How, all Australian. How good does he kick the footy? All Australian. He's kicked four goals all from outside fifty mm. this year. Extraordinary. Now, um, what I did notice, and you, you you went with that stat about two points in the last quarters. Um, Swampy obviously yeah. tweeted that out the other yeah. night, and did yeah. you see the amount of people try and retweet that? Not even retweet it, but just take it as their own. Like well, there was a lot of media people, right. and I'm name Mitch yeah. Cleary. Yeah, your man Michael, uh, Mark Stevens did it. Yeah. There was a lot of media people. I think even Kane Corns might have did they? Yeah, tweeted it as if it, they'd come up with a stat like they knew right. it, but they got it off Swampies and then yeah, tried this, to make it look themselves. He's one of the best. Him and mm. Josh K, uh, the best uh, statsmen in the business. I'm surprised I didn't retweet it then. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Are you? Uh, you missed your little rant. Weren't you going to have a little rant today? I did, I did, I did. No, it was. Oh. It's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, right. I, did, I did. So, as you know, Christine has been away. New. This got yeah. nothing to do with football. This we is just, just a rant. Like to, we like to go off into different areas for, here for people who are just plain rude, like just unhelpful. So, uh, Christine is away. So I took Jude and Florence, uh, the two youngest ones, two and three, into yeah. David Jones the other day because we had to go and get some stuff. So walking through David Jones and Jude just took off. Yeah, and I, I looked at this jacket for maybe a split second, and he took off down this uh, down this. Aisle, and I thought he's going to the back of the store there. I'll, I'll catch up with him. He's not. He can't get anywhere. Well, that was your he, first he, was, he was going into a corner, <laughs> but obviously I didn't see him duck into a little alleyway where you could go in all these clothes. And he's only like he's he's a three. He's tiny. Yeah. So I started to get a bit nervous. I started to get really hot and sweaty, and I had, had to carry Florence, who wanted yeah. to get down the whole time. So I was getting up, up frustrated, yeah. and I'm getting at this point, and I'm you, really angry. And at this point, you're thinking, I don't want to have to ring Christina in New York and tell her I've lost Jude. I'm really angry, <laughs> and so. There was only two people from between me and the back of the store who could have seen him. Nobody else could have seen him. And so the guy who worked there was one of them and he was helping out a lady. And I said, excuse me, have you seen a a little blonde boy come down here? I can't find him. He's three years old. The blokes looked back as quickly as possible and said, no, I haven't. It's the rudest possible (laughs) thing you'd ever want to hear anybody say. He worked at David Jones. And I said, thanks for your help. And I ran off and kept looking and getting angrier and angrier and I, now I'm starting to think, do I get on the PA system? He probably doesn't even listen at this yeah. point because yeah. he's only three. Um, 
seven and a half minutes have gone past. Ooh, that's and, a, that feels like seven hours. Oh, mate. I, so then I'm starting to think, did he go out the fire escape door? I mean, and then you start thinking, has somebody kidnapped him? And you, oh, all no. the pro- and I all feel of, for you. All of a sudden, he just starts, I see him, he starts running towards me and I'm like, oh. Was I he felt, upset or was he having a ball? No, he was having a ball. Yeah. Having a ball. Didn't even realise. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I picked him up I had Florence and... I don't know why, but I realised that that bloke was probably still back around the corner. Yeah. And I walked past and uh, I said, hey, mate, I found him. Thanks for your help, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get a little bit angry, no? Dropped him, dickhead, yeah. (laughs) And uh, What did he say? Nothing, nothing. Just ignored me. I just kept walking. He didn't care, mate. Didn't care. People don't care anymore. People don't care. They don't. People don't care. Yeah. If someone said to me, I can't find my three-year-old, be I'd be helping. like, help him. Yeah. But I'm a parent, so obviously uh, I don't think he was a parent by having a look at him. So, so your rant there is just the fact that people nice don't help people. anymore. Be nice to people. I'm be with nice. you, mate. I'm with you. All right, next game, Brisbane, GWS. Um, a little bit of money for sports bet around Brisbane at home. GWS $1.29 got back on the winner's I've circle. S- the I've line here I've is 23 and a half. 23, yeah. I, I, uh, I like Brisbane at home at the Gabba. They're competitive. I've seen them beat Hawthorne up there this year, and they pushed Essendon the whole way. Just some skill errors really cost them in that game. They just play a pretty fast brand of footy. I think this will be an exciting game. Look, the Giants should win. They're back in a little bit of form. They simply can't afford to lose this. They're in touch with the eight now, and they can't drop this. If they drop this one, you know, it really puts oh, it down. Oh, they're gone. They yeah. need to win pretty much yeah. every game. They need to win yeah. at the moment. I'm going to so, go with GWS, but yeah. I won't be betting in this game. Yeah, GWS for me. Uh, North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs mm. is... Um, a game where I don't think the Western Bulldogs can get anywhere near them. With the amount of injuries they've got, I mean, uh, they're key players Could anything else go wrong at the Dogs at the moment? No. Unrest at the Dogs, people not liking people and people not getting along. It's only hearsay, so you're not inside the uh, four walls, but these stories keep coming out time and time again. Having been at a club, Richmond, going through times like this, crisis times, and coaches being talked about being given the sack. Not that that's happening at the docks. Beverage is as safe as, safe as a church out there. But I just – when there's little rumours coming out, some, some of it has to be right yeah. at times. And I remember at Richmond, you know, innuendo surrounding the club, and eventually – some of it is right, so you just wonder what's but happening smoke out there. Fire, yeah, isn't it? I mean, Roughhead, who's a wonderful young player, has been dropped a couple of times. Can't get a yeah. game. I reckon he walks straight into the number one ruck post at mm. most clubs. So, yeah. uh, with those injuries, North Melbourne are flying at the moment, playing some really good footy. I think a dollar twenty. I, I think the line here. I'll bring up the line. Uh, they should cover the line in this one. Although the dogs do play Etihad Stadium pretty well, but the line thirty-two and a half is probably a bit big for me. So head to head, North Melbourne. Too many out for the dogs. Uh, North Melbourne. I'd really love their brand of footy. They play a really good brand. They pressure the opposition. They've got some hard, tough players and some silk as well. Sean Higgins in career best form. Jared Waite, that was disappointing for them during the week. Yeah. He's out for uh, an undisclosed period of time with that calf. Not good at his age to be getting a calf injury like that. He's a class act. They need to get him back, but uh, look, it's, it's an easy one for me, this one. North Melbourne will win pretty comfortably. I like to We like to reminisce because we did spend, and, and we have a story from this, because there were so many good stories on this trip we went to. Me People and you. must be starting to wonder about this trip. We lived in New York for the best part of eight weeks yeah. um, and we also did a little trip to Vegas, little LA, trip. and yeah. also up to... Uh, well, we talked about LA last week with the Burke and Wills episode in East LA. Well, this one was in Vegas. So we, uh, we were out one night and we were at... Um, 
We're at a nightclub. It was at the Venetian. It the was Venetian, in, it was inside was it? the Venetian. And we had our shit magnet mate, Kane Pettifer, with us, who could get himself into trouble anywhere, yeah, let's he be could. honest. he could. Every time we went out, there'd be an incident involving Kane. And, you know, every bloke out there will, re- will appeal to this. When you're at a bar and it's tight, people yeah. walking through with drinks, you get bumped and you realise that, Maybe the bloke didn't mean to bump yeah. you. Some blokes do, obviously, but yeah. um, this night Kane had probably Kane had a was, few, few had, too many already. He'd had a few glasses of confidence, hadn't he? Yeah. And so this guy came through. He had about six beers. He was doing it hard, and he accidentally bumped Kane and spilled some beer all over him, yeah. and his shirt was a bit wet. In Kane's defence, it was a brand-new shirt that he had bought that day. <laughs> he was pretty happy with it. So he turns around, and there was a little bit of a push and shove, and uh, Kane... I don't know why, but he said to this bloke, mate, you'd want to keep moving. He goes, back in Australia, I'm a golden gloves. <laughs> Which he's not. <laughs> he's he has, nowhere near. He has had three fights. He has, then, but this stage he wasn't a golden no, gloves. Wasn't. This is 2009 yeah, yeah. where he used to leave with his chin. And the bloke looked around and he had this look in his eye, this bloke. He goes, yeah, is that right, mate? He goes, well, I'm UFC. Yeah. And Kane didn't believe him. No, but I did because when he said that, I noticed he had the cauliflower ears. You know how they get those from wrestling? I noticed he had them, so I actually thought, this guy might be right here. <laughs> One of our great mates, Warren Coford, who's the fitness coach at the West Coast Eagles. and A big UFC fan. A man who's as happy with himself as uh, as anybody, probably. Uh, I reckon he puts Dermot to shame and Donald Trump how much Warren Coford loves he, himself. So happy. when you watch a West Coast game, whether that's on the night, have a look at the fitness coach. But he said, whispered into our ear, He's actually UFC. Yeah. I, I, I recognise him. He don't. Which we had to then pass on to Kane. Well, he went over to Kane and he just looked at Kane. He said, that bloke's telling the truth. He's UFC. <laughs> I've never seen anybody move through a crowd as quickly as Kane Pettifer and we didn't see him again. But, this was like 11 o'clock at night. We were yeah. going out till 4 and 5 every morning. Went home to his hotel room, did not surface again. And he locked the chain in his hotel room at Bellagio. He was petrified <laughs> that this bloke was going to find him. Oh, that was very funny. Oh, the peach run. One more game uh, to finish off the round. Collingwood Carlton. Collingwood are $1.07. Carlton, $8.50. The line in this game, mm. now, Carlton have this knack at the moment of playing pretty ordinary and playing pretty ordinary, and then all of a sudden wanting to close the game down. So I reckon they're going to come in with yeah. a real focus this week. So the 46-and-a-half line, I don't mind. Mm. I think they're going to lock this game down as much as they possibly can, similar to what they did against Sydney, similar to what they did against Geelong down in Geelong. I thought they had a bad week last week. So I'm thinking about that, but uh, it's uh, oh, it's going to take me a lot. This is at the MCG yep. on Sunday afternoon. What, what's the weather doing? I mean, if you're looking at that line, I guess you'd look at that. I think Collingwood will win comfortably. They're playing a really, really good brand of footy. They're fast. They've got Their, their forward line impresses me. You know, Hoskin Elliott, young uh, Stevenson down there, they've got pace. They've got multiple options in attack, and they've just got a strong midfield, and they're, they're so well organised behind the footy with, with Jeremy Howe and the like. So, it's meant to be an okay day Sunday. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see Carlton getting anywhere near them at the moment. To be honest, I think Collingwood win this really comfortably. Fourth on the line of betting for the Premiership at the moment, the Pies. So you've got uh, Richmond, West Coast, Sydney, then Collingwood. It's just it's, a great brand they're playing. It they're, is. They're scoring quite heavily and, you know, their ball movement's great and, you know, they've got so many options through that midfield. I really like them at the moment. Well, you start to think about Nathan Buckley, 0-2, and two, and then they went to play that game at the MCG that they had to win, otherwise he might yeah. have been gone. And yeah. all of a sudden they're talking about premiership opportunities. The same happened with Damien Hardwick. And you start to think, are St Kilda that bad or do they need time at the moment? Um, things can turn around pretty quick. Yeah, they can. 
And look, I think what happened at Collingwood was they actually got a lot of injuries and it forced them to play some players that maybe wouldn't have got a game. And now they've got some real selection worries when these guys come back from injury because the guys that have been given opportunities are just are just playing terrific footy. So, yeah, I really like Collingwood at the moment. I, I don't think that's out of whack, that fourth line of betting for the uh, Premiership. What was surprising during the week uh, about Nathan Fife saying that he – considered retirement, so yeah. he went away, didn't want to come back to the game, had lost interest in the game. Alex Rance did a similar thing yeah. a couple of years ago, wanted to go travelling um, and put a shutter through the whole Richmond fraternity. Yeah. But uh, two big players who obviously got a lot of things going on outside, both yeah. very intelligent players. Did you ever think about at any point in your career retiring? Not really. I remember one night in Adelaide in 2007, I actually broke my uh, my eye socket for the third time. I'd, I'd had that injury twice previously and a shocking injury to have when you've got to have surgery on your face. And I just remember the unpleasant experience the, the previous two times. I remember I got into the rooms with the doctor, Greg Hickey, and I looked in the mirror and I had a big cut above my eye and I could see that my, I'd broken something in my eye socket and I actually lost it. I actually looked at myself. I thought, I can't go through this again. And I actually, probably about an hour sitting in the rooms there, I thought, that's it. I'm, I'm going to pull the pin. I can't go through this again. But then I went out and got in the ambulance and they gave me that green stick. You know that <laughs> oh, green yeah. stick? The morphine. And I had a suck on that. And I would have, after having a suck on that, I thought <laughs> I was going to play another 15 years after that. I fell to a million dollars. So I quickly forgot about it. But I remember for a, for a little second there looking at myself in the mirror and I thought, I've had enough of this. But that passed pretty quickly. That was the only time I really really can think that I had that feeling. Oh, what about the time where we had a team meeting before a Collingwood game, so on a yeah. Friday, and Spud was our coach? Yeah. And, or was it Plough? One of them was a coach anyway. And, no, it was Spud. And Spud said that we're going through the Collingwood uh, back line and the fact that we should beat them. Yeah. And he turned to you and he said, and I'll tell you what, Matthew, if you don't get a kick on Prestigious slow-mo, I wouldn't be asking for a game next week. I oh, know. He did say that. He and you didn't get a kick. <laughs> no, but what happened, Brownie, and it really surprised me that Danny thought that way because he actually was an assistant coach at Collingwood when and Tony quick. Shaw. And so he knew Presty. And as he as he looked at me and said, Richard, if you don't get a kick tonight on Prestigious slow-mo, <laughs> I actually, the first thing that came to mind was that Danny, he's actually pretty quick. He's actually quick in a straight <laughs> line. backfired. So I went out and we actually got the first centre clearance in that game and it was a, a really clean clearance and I had space in front of me to, to lead into from the goal square. So I've come out on the lead. I think it was uh, I think it was Kane Johnson who kicked it. It was a perfect kick and I thought I was going to get it laced out and I put my hands out to mark it and Presty ran straight past me and punched it away. Presty just slow-mo. And I thought... There goes Prestige slow mo. He just <laughs> ran straight past me. I didn't get a kick that night. He did. He did play me the next week, but oh, I was I was very amused that Spud uh, thought he was slow. He was quick, Presty. All right, you always finish off with a story. Right. We've done all the games. What yeah. do you got? Okay, well during the week, Nathan, you might have seen your old uh, team, the Western Bulldogs. They did did one of those old sessions where they got up before dawn. Oh yeah, you know a bit of a a bit of a wake up call sort of session. Let's get up early. Let's go down and get in the cold water because that's going to make us play better this week. We isn't normally. It? had one of those when David Roden uh, slept in. That's right. Anyway, I noticed that and it made me think back to uh, Danny Frawley again. He provided us with a lot of entertainment as coach. We had a loss against St Kilda. I think it was uh, 2002, 2003, and he was absolutely filthy. Clearly, he really liked beating St Kilda, his old team, and we were we were really ordinary on this particular night. Straight after the game, 
Danny looked at us. He said, you blokes, I've had enough of this. The next three mornings, we're going to go down and jump in the cold water at 5 a.m. <laughs> this was in the middle of July. Come on, Spud. This was in the middle of July. It was absolutely freezing. So the next morning. This is a bloke who likes this sort of stuff, though, yeah. because he's one of those icebergers yeah, at, uh, at Brighton Beach. He is. So the first morning, we met down at Kerford Road there at the end of Kerford Road on the on, at the pier. We're all standing there waiting for Danny to turn up. And Greg Stafford uh, sort of appeared out of the darkness and he had a full frogman suit on with the helmet, wetsuit, flippers. You know, he had the weight belt on. <laughs> he thought it was going to be a bit of an icebreaker, literally an icebreaker. It was freezing. He thought it would be a good gag. And, and Spud came in. He hadn't noticed Greg at this point. <laughs> Greg was standing at the back. All of us were sort of snickering, looking at staff, thinking it was a great joke. Danny started ripping into us and staff soon realised that this wasn't going to be a great joke. And I just watched staff disappear out the back of the group and quickly take the wetty off. Anyway, we jumped in the water. It was freezing cold. We did we did our five sort of dolphin dives and stood in there for about five minutes. Done. Done and dusted. Back to the club, hot showers. The next morning, Spud, after training that day, said, look, boys, we're going to change the venue for tomorrow morning. He wanted to be a little bit closer to home, Spud. <laughs> so he changed the venue to Elwood Beach. We get down to Elwood Beach the second day in a row and we all get in there and our fitness uh, guy, Matty Hornsby, was there and he said, look, boys, all we're going to do today is we're going to sp- sprint out into the water, we're going to do five duck dives and then come back in. You love the duck it, dive, right? Matty. Five duck dives. So we run in, we're sprinting into the water and the first person into the water does the duck dive and realise that we are diving straight into a reef. <laughs> You would have thought that someone would check. It's pitch black. We're diving into a reef. Blokes have cut their hands, cut their feet. Oh, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, it just wasn't. It was so funny. You know, the coaches were sort of all talking out the back, thinking, "Geez, maybe we better not do this tomorrow." So they called off the third day in a row. But just shows you the incompetence at times. We duck dive straight into a reef. At bit like Adelaide's preseason camp. Yeah, a bit like that. Anyway, it was a disaster. It just made me think of it this week when oh. I saw the Bulldogs. He says. Been the AFL podcast for sports bet. Batman and Robin doing their best. When's Who, Hummer back? I'm not sure. I'm not sure when he's back. It's um, not a bad little break. He's had a good break. Is he, working? Went, they, they, he is. Him and uh, Hammy, they did something that we played on the footy show last night, right. which was mildly funny. I right. got a couple of laughs. The crowd got a couple of laughs. Are they so with Swanee over there? Doing a little bit of Swanee. Right. Um, they did something with Swanee, what, what, what overly funny, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and they did some th- stuff with Croft as well. Did so, they? Oh, well, yeah. good. Having a good time, the All boys. Right. Good. Have fun. Oh, no worries. That's it. See you later. Bye.